This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. 7.48 a.m. You are listening to The Morning Run with Shazana and Keith. Now, Malaysia's overnight policy rate was kept at 3% on Wednesday during Bangnagar, Malaysia's first Monetary Policy Committee meeting of the year. The headline interest rate hasn't changed since a 25 basis point hike in May last year. And in response to this, markets reacted positively at Bursa Malaysia, with Bursa Malaysia closing higher almost across the board. The FBM KLCI breached the 1,500-point level, extending its winning streak to a near 16-month high. And on the domestic front, the central bank expects growth to improve this year thanks to recovery in exports and resilient domestic expenditure. So as we see the fourth interest rate pause since July last year, what does this tell us about the assessment of Malaysia's inflation and growth prospects? For some thoughts on this, we have on the line with us Ray Choi, Chief Economist with the Malaysia Rating Corporation. Ray, good morning. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, Bank Nagara once again held the OPR study at 3%. Why have they left it unchanged? Has the central bank found a policy sweet spot in terms of OPR. Uh, good morning. Thank you for having me here. Um, actually, with regards uh, to the uh, interest rate policy, I mean, since the middle of um, last year, I would have said that um, they've actually transited towards um, having a assessment of the economy whereby uh, inflation and uh, growth rates are generally uh, on point. So you could say that we have actually been in a sweet spot with regards uh, to interest rate policy for a while. Um, but that said, um, for us, we think that uh, in terms of the neutral um, OPR rate, we also have a forecast of um, roughly 3 to um, 3.25% um, given current um, growth and inflation uh, conditions. So we're generally in agreement with uh, the 3% OPR rate uh, by Bank Negara for now. Um, so, uh, so Ray, for the other five times that the MPC will meet this year, do you think we, will we continue to see a longer pause on OPR movements? And is there a limited probability on rate cuts? Well, with regards to the longer pause, that's a scenario that will be seen uh, not just in Malaysia, but in several um, advanced um, economies as well. Uh, we have a situation where in the past, uh, interest rates were actually um, too low, um, whether it was in Malaysia or whether it was um, globally. So that actually led to eventual inflationary pressures. So it is actually good to actually um, keep uh, rates um, a little bit more um, elevated than what it was uh, in the past uh, years in order to prevent the uh, asset uh, price bubbles um, going forward. So uh, we do expect uh, essentially interest rates to remain uh, unchanged um, for the rest of this year. I guess the question I have, Ray, is what does this mean for the ringgit if Bank Nagara stays pat, but the US Fed is planning to finally cut interest rates this year? We already see ringgit at record lows against uh, other currencies. So what, uh, what could happen next? Yeah, so I think one of the key variables would be the ringgit. Um, essentially, when the central bank uh, assesses the OPR or the interest rate policy, it has to look at things like growth and inflation. Um, but today, um, we also have um, a slightly more volatile variable being added into, equa into the equation, which is essentially the ringgit. The ringgit 
Um, I wouldn't say it has been extremely volatile over the um, last couple of months, but if you actually look at the longer-term trend, um, we do know that there has been a longer-term depreciation of the ringgit. If we actually recall, in uh, 2011, uh, the ringgit was actually trading below 3. So um, if you actually look at the performance of um, the ringgit um, over time, it has um, actually uh, depreciated um, by quite a lot. So I think essentially uh, that also somewhat um, places uh, some pressure to actually uh, maintain um, the OPR rate, uh, even if the U.S. is actually cutting rates. So while it is actually not um, an explicit uh, target um, by the central bank, um, generally uh, we would believe that uh, maintaining uh, interest rates at an elevated uh, level compared to history would actually be um, suitable to actually help uh, maintain uh, the low volatility uh, environment in the Malaysian ringgit. Yeah, you, you are right to point out that the ringgit wasn't volatile in the past couple of months. And that's a very interesting thing to, to note. I mean, I was just wondering what your thoughts are on what you think the ringgit might strengthen to going forward. Yeah, I, I think with regard uh, to the ringgit, the consensus by and large expects an appreciation throughout uh, 2.024. Um, and that is largely uh, predicated on the fact that uh, market risk uh, has actually turned more favorable. So when we analyze the ringgit, uh, there are essentially two components, um, the global market's risk as well as uh, the country-specific risk. I think with regards to global market risk, we're pretty much out of the woods because uh, we are expecting uh, interest rate cuts um, by the uh, U.S. Central Bank as well as um, the ECB. Um, the only one that might potentially be uh, counter-directional will be the Bank of Japan. So I think essentially when it comes to um, general market risk, we've had that um, sorted out. But uh, I think the essential thing is um, we need to compare the Malaysian ringgit within the overall emerging market uh, space. So that's actually where um, hopefully we can start um, seeing some um, potential um, risk um, and issues uh, with the ringgit um, being addressed. Um, when it comes to the ringgit, um, it's not completely um, just a function of um, external factors and external volatilities. There are also um, domestic um, issues uh, that need to be sorted out. So, of course, um, the last uh, GDP uh, advanced estimate of 3.8% for 2023 fell slightly below um, consensus uh, expectations of um, slightly above um, 4%. So that's one uh, domestic issue that we need to sort out. The other domestic issue we need to sort out would be, of course, the uh, ongoing um, fiscal consolidation. Mm. And we do know that it's ongoing and we need uh, some time to actually look um, into that. Um, but I think it is very important to ensure also that um, apart from riding on the um, coattails of um, global market risk favoring emerging market uh, currencies, we also need to look at um, some of the issues uh, surrounding a country-specific risk. And speaking of, I think, things that are being consolidated or, or revamped, we did see Malaysia's inflation stay at 1.5% in December last year, but uh, we are expecting adjustments in fuel prices and utility tariffs and revision in services tax. Uh, are you expecting to see upside risks on our inflation outlook? 
Um, there will um, definitely be um, upside risk uh, to the inflation uh, outlook, but I think it will be um, pretty mild. Um, I mean, for Malaysia's case, uh, inflation tends to be uh, sticky towards uh, the downside historically. And even with some of the uh, administered price increases, for example, higher electricity uh, prices in 2023, we saw a very mild uh, uptick in inflation. So for 2024, we expect um, inflation to be um, in the region of um, 2.5 to about uh, 2.8%, even after accounting for some of these uh, administered price increases. I don't think we're going to actually see um, the full year effect of um, administered uh, price uh, increases, such as um, petrol and electricity. Um, there, will bound, well, there will bound to be some um, implementation lags uh, naturally. And um, in, the, in the minute that we have, uh, so the central bank expects economic growth to improve in 2024, and this is supported by recovery in exports and the uh, domestic expenditure. What is Mark's GDP growth forecast and what, what, what are you predicating this on? Yeah, um, I, I think the growth forecast does have um, some degree of uncertainty in 2024. Um, essentially, there's um, quite a lot of um, ongoing geopolitical risks um, from the Middle East um, to the Russia-Ukraine uh, war. So that is actually affecting um, global trade. Um, the other factor affecting uh, global trade would be, of course, a uh, uh, majority of the world um, going for um, elections uh, in 2024, and that may actually start to um, essentially reshape uh, some of the global um, trade relations. Um, so, for example, um, the U.S. is um, trying to um, block uh, some of the uh, North Asian uh, economies, in particularly uh, China, mm. uh, from producing uh, advanced uh, semiconductors. So that's just a case in point of um, how um, major those um, geopolitical relationships can actually have um, okay. trade. So in Malaysia's case, we should be seeing growth being um, predicated on um, perhaps um, slightly better um, government spending as we actually see um, a rollout of projects under the various uh, national master plans. Okay, Ray Choi, thank you so much for speaking with us. That was Ray Choi, Chief Economist at the Malaysia Rating Corporation, uh, giving us his uh, response or giving us his analysis of the Bank Negara OPR rate maintained at 3%. 7.59 in the morning, we're heading into the 8 a.m. news bulletin. After that, we are discussing a clean energy transition in Malaysia with an expert panel on The Breakfast Grill. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the VFM app.